Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I am the clay. Make me and mold me after thine will. While I am waiting, yielded and still. Usually sitting in church, especially as a child, those old slow down hymns would seem to drag out the service or not fit when you just wanted a song that made the church jump. Something that made everyone get up on their feet, clap their hands and rejoice in the music. But this one hymn sung religiously after someone would lay down a soul stirring prayer always gripped my heart and left an impression like a giant footprint in drying cement. Something about the imagery of being a giant piece of clay, shapeless with infinite possibilities. Look at yourself through the maker's eyes and imagine the process that takes this lump and makes a masterpiece. You see, I believe that how God works is way too complex for me or the average human mind to comprehend. But there are minds that tell you daily how God thinks. I'm not one of those minds, nor will I ever be. But allow me to paint you a picture, or in this case, bring your focus to one drawn by God himself of what he desires his finished product, you, to look like. From the shape of your nose and nostrils, to the peak of your ears, to the size and color scale of your eyes, He's taking his time and putting brush to canvas on his creation. Whether it's a scar here or a mark there, or maybe I'll design this one finger to be his signature thing that sets him apart. Every stroke of his brushes with love and care, carefully illustrate the story he wants that picture to tell when you look at it. And then he places that picture on the easel and grabs that shapeless lump of clay and maps out how he can make it into the person he drew for the world to see. Birth. I believe we all are born with a purpose from God, something in his grand design that he is sculpting you to be. But as we are born with the general shape of a human boy or girl, with the knowledge of an infant, we are far cry from the picture sitting on the stand. We are only at the inceptive stage where we have peeled away the access and decided how much we want to work with. How do I get this chunk of earth to be this human being? Many would say you would start by making the clay something easy for you to work with and manipulate. To us, that process is called wedging. But in this metaphor, I'll call it nurturing. You see, never a time does God have his hands on you more than when you're an innocent baby, ignorant to the dealings of the outside world. So God has to place you in his hands and care for you, steadily pressing and rolling you to get rid of all the air bubbles so you can be smooth and easy to shape and form. Now is when you observe and learn the most about life. The distance between where you start and where you end up is exponential. Taking that lump and fashioning the head and the body, erecting the arms and legs is the biggest jump in the creation. Behold, you have the makings of a human being. When we think of God making us in his own image out of a lump of clay, 
We tend to think of only the physical shaping and molding and how much each touch could physically make each one of us so unique from the other. How even identical twins could have that one tail physically apart from the next most times. But when you surrender yourself to him, you aren't asking God to mold you physically, making you and molding you now with spiritually, your personality, the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you carry yourself, how you perceive when you enter a room, your aura. You see, that doesn't happen overnight. That's a process God was doing to you long before you even thought of asking for it. I would love for you to look at the shape of me and see the perfect spit, to rub your hands over the smoothness and not trace a blemish in my personality or any minute snag along the way. But what you'd find in me is more the shape of the moon. Spare indeed, but with the bumps and bruises, hills and mounds and craters, some big and small, all with a story connected to them. I can remember my failures more than my triumphs, how each one chipped away at my exterior and formed me into the man I became. I remember in third grade, being the fastest to put together my South Carolina puzzle at the state contest, only to watch it pop up as soon as I put in the last piece. I can flash back to winning at the state track meet, only to fall before the finish line. You see the permanent crater is still there from going home and calling my mom and saying, I just got the biggest promotion of my life being told by the CEO. It was 98% done, only to find out in math, sometimes two was greater than 98. Over and over in my life, I came so close to winning, only to have it snatched away from me in some of the most vicious ways. I bear the scars. I carry them with me everywhere I go. But what I didn't know and what I'm telling you now is God was molding me into the man I am today. In all of those examples I gave, and many more not mentioned, I felt I didn't need anyone else. I made those climbs, not because of who God blessed me to be, not even because of who my parents raised me to be, but because of who I was. See, he knows me better than anyone else. And the big thing is, he knows me better than I know myself. I can tell you, looking at me from the inside out, I have a lot of faith in me. Falling a few times, and if I could get myself back up, let me repeat that. If I could get myself back up, no message received, I knew I could do it. He had to drill it home for me. He had to let me constantly hit my head on that ceiling before I realized I couldn't do it on my own. He molded me into someone that knew I needed to lean on and depended on him. He molded me into someone that understood what my parents were building me up to be. He carved me into a man that understood everything my parents had been pouring into me for years, but he didn't stop there. I was someone that heard everything around me, but was not a good listener. It wasn't until I needed someone to listen to me that I realized the value of listening to others. 
So let me walk back from centering around me for a second and speak broadly. Look back over your life. You may have been beaten, battered, or bruised. You may have missed out on an opportunity you thought you deserved. Someone you trusted may have let you down. You failed, got back up, only to fail again. If I could visibly see the R around you, it'd be filled with chips, blemishes, lumps, imperfections. But in the midst of that disaster is God's perfection. He is molding you into exactly who he needs you to be. You are who you are because that's who God designed you to be. On top of his design, he knew he had to make certain alterations. How could you lead me out of the storm if you had never been twirled around, picked up, and put down somewhere different yourself? How could you speak to me about getting back up if you had never scraped your knees and know the strength it takes to propel to your feet? How can you tell me to walk through the fire if you've never felt your skin tingling from the flames? You see, we live our lives questioning first someone's credibility before giving them our ears to listen or our eyes to see. God is building your resume. God allows things to happen in your lives for a reason. We may question things because we don't understand the plan, but that's okay. Put your hands in God's hands and let him lead you through. God allowed you to fail, not because he wanted to marvel at your failure or watch you squirm, but because in the midst of your failure, he wanted to build you up stronger and teach you how not to fail again. In turn, give you the blueprint to map it out for others behind you. God allowed you to lose that job when you got comfortable, not because he didn't think you deserved comfort, but because he wanted you to know that you are destined for greater things and to aim higher. He allowed your friends to turn their backs on you, not because you don't deserve good friends, but to bring the light what had already happened in the dark anyway. Just when you thought your life was great, God allowed you to fall down, not because you didn't deserve to be where you are, but because he was preparing you to share your story of when he raised you back up higher than you ever were, maybe with someone that never felt the rise in the first place. You may have been down all your life, your story of where you're from may be one you want to keep to yourself. Your family name may be one that embarrasses you. Maybe you never finished school or college. The things you did in your past, maybe hope you never have to relive or tell the stories. The things that God chipped away, folded in, smoothed over, or molded in with heat may be the very things that humans want to relive and try to define who you are. But the finished product, the man or woman that God has carefully molded you to be over years of sculpting is who you are. You are destined to do great things. I know because I know who designed you. He is masterful with his creation. Let him make you, let him mold you, let him apply the heat where you need to be burned. Because when that cooling off 
process is done. Here you are. When that cooling off process is done, here you are. When that cooling off process is done, here you are. The finished product.